The following podcast is played by adults and uses adult language. You have been warned. If you plan to play The Wild Beyond the Witchlight, a fey wild adventure, and do not want spoilers, please do not listen any further. Hasbro Incorporated and Wizards of the Coast own the rights to Dungeons and Dragons as well as The Wild Beyond the Witchlight, a fey wild adventure. Please support the official game. It's Derek here. We're about to start the episode, but before we do, I figured I'd let you guys know something. You're about to hear the recap, and you're going to be very confused because there's going to be things we cover that you haven't heard, and, well, you'd be right. As it turns out, we had our first corruption of audio, and it wasn't in any position that I could really make it sound good, so I'm choosing not to release it. I hope that the recap is a good enough replacement. So far, we haven't had any more issues like this. And if it comes up again, I'll be sure to let you guys know in an announcement like this. Anyway, thanks for listening, and let's get on with the show. Alright, so last time, you guys had made your way to Slanty Tower. And at Slanty Tower, you were... a costed by vines, just a briar patch of vines that was practically impassable. And as you guys were settling down to rest for whatever trials the the vines might have brought to you, you were stopped by a wandering house that was on two legs. Therein you walked and met a kindly old woman who took care of you and offered to give you a lift to a less dense patch of the vines. You guys ate, well, actually, most of the party ate. Chess abstained because he uh, he didn't trust the Baba Yaga. I don't trust Baba Yagas. It, you know, under any other circumstance, I think it'd be fair. <laughs> um, you guys were able to get a full night's rest wandering around the perimeter of the slanty tower. Lorelei had herself a brief encounter with some stained glass in a dream, but other than that, the night went on without much of a hitch. You then proceeded to leave the wandering house in at the end of the road and proceeded to have uh, Ellie uh, fly up to a crashed balloon, uh, air, 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 yeah, airship balloon. I know I'm not using that phrase right, but airship balloon. Hot air balloon. Hot air balloon. Thank you so much. <laughs> My brain was like, could not get off that I was that like, phrase. I should help him or he's going to be thinking about it for a while. I, I, you know. That's, that's a vibe, but you just can't find the word. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Anyway, yes, hot air balloon. Ellie flew and found a fairy dragon trapped within and his dead bullywog companion. He explained that he could not escape this birdcage that he finds himself in. Uh, that he escaped from from a northern area where Bellanova Brightstraw was making these devices that he used to escape. It's been a few weeks. And from there, he was knocked off course and crashed into, into this tower he finds himself in. He can't escape, but believes he knows where you can find the key. It could be at Temley Hill, 
where a goblin named Jingle Jangle might have a key that a lot set him free. After such time, you guys decided that it was best to go to Temley Hill, so you wandered. You met some local bugbears that were searching for some eggs. You bumped into some will-o'-wisps that gave you a pleasant boon for agreeing to help put down Bellinarva, and made your way to Temley Hill, where you found some very chill trees that were like, as long as you're cool with us, we're cool with you, man. And you channel on the Argyle real hard. You know, <laughs> look, Stranger Things just came out to age this episode. <laughs> we left off. You guys had just made your way to the top of the hill. And there's this like key shape cavern entrance that you guys are lingering out front of. Is there anything I'm forgetting? Anything you guys want to bring up? Questions? Not at the moment, no. Not just that sh she was beat up by rabbits recently. That's right. We learned that. Yes, she had just recently been beat up by some some nasty rabbits, some Bugs Bunny-esque bastards. Bugs Bunny bastards. <laughs> what would you like to do? Um, well, I remember it was um, Bamuth was leading the charge up to the place. Yeah, it looks that way. Um, and I think we just arrived. Yeah. I suppose that Bamuth is going to... You said that we are at the keyhole-shaped entrance? Yes. He will start to approach it, but could I make a perception check just to see if there's anything that might be potentially safeguarding any, I guess, traps or anything? Sure, you're looking for, like, physical traps? Yeah, any, any physical traps. Sure, go I ahead. I don't think that Bamuth would think of any magical traps, sadly, with his... I think his intelligence is low. It's been a minute since I've looked at the character sheet. That's fair. Go right ahead and give me a investigation check. Investigation? Is there any chance I would be able to smell the traps? Because in that case, I would get advantage on the check. In this instance, no. Okay, in that case, it is a nine. I will say without hesitation that there is no traps. All right, Bamuth just walks up to the cave entrance and kind of peeks inside. It's really dark in there. Stone steps lead down to what feels like a cellar. It's chilly in here. You detect a subtle scent of iron in the air. From the distant spot within the chamber, sputtering candles illuminate a multitude of keys dangling from taut strings that crisscross the walls. Hundreds of keys lie strewn across the dirt floor. As you take in the scene, you hear the sounds of keys jingling as a goblin emerges from the dimness. She wears a coat lined with metal keys and carries a flail that has a padlock for its head. She manages a faint smile and says, How might Jingle Jangle unlock a bit of happiness in your life today? Oh, um, oh my goodness. That is a, that is a very nice jacket you have there. I know! Uh, Jingle Jangle starts, like, patting down all the keys on her. She's like, this one is is a shiny gold, and it's got two teeth, and the two teeth usually means that there's a slow security system, and you're able to break out. And she, like, she just manically goes into the description of each key on her person. Bamuth is gonna kind of wave the rest of the party over as he just kind of tries to listen intently. <laughs> okay. Does everybody else follow Bamuth? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
as you walk in, that is this that is the sight you see. Uh, you see Bamuth watching a goblin fangirl over her clothes. As you slowly begin to realize, or maybe quickly realize, she's talking more about the keys. And as you can see, it's like it's almost like a sequence shirt of keys and she's going over every sequence this one is a rusty silver key and this has three teeth and the three teeth signify that there's a, a higher security than the gold one and, she, and she's just going she almost she almost pays you no never mind as you all walk in i didn't realize you could tell so much about a lock just from the key yes yes keys keys are the 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 the, the, the antithesis of freedom yes you can't be locked in if you have a key <laughs> Does she jingle jangle oh, when she walks? Absolutely. Don't you mean the personification of freedom? She's a goblin. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go with that. Not that Derek didn't know what antithesis meant. Goblin. <laughs> <laughs> this is my podcast, Chad. Don't throw me under the bus. <laughs> Bro, I will drive it over you. <laughs> Disadvantage. Rest of the episode. Aww. <laughs> uh, this is supposed to be a game, not my life. Bamuth is going to, if, if, if there's any point where she pauses, he's going to kind of try to butt in a little bit. Um, wait, we're hoping that maybe you could help us with, um, freeing a friend from a cage. And he kind of looks over to Ellie. Well, what kind of key? I've got keys for cages. I've got keys for, uh, cells. I've got keys for houses. I've got keys. And she just keeps going. This is the equivalent of that kid that was homeschooled, showing off his comic book collection for the first time. That's relatable. <laughs> I didn't mean to hit a nerve, but here we go. <laughs> oh, I found him. I was going to say, uh, I'm not going to I'll throw myself under the bus here, Derek. You and I can both be under that bus. I can't remember what... I know we're trying to help the dude on the tower, but I can't remember what we actually need. From a key. Like, a I'm key aware we need a key. To the cage with the fairy dragon in it. Who works for the Summer Queen? Who I know that think? his name was very wacky. Sir Televar. Sir Televar. Yes. And Sir Televar yeah. is in a key, uh, a cage? Yes. yes. Yeah, he's in the hot air balloon, locked in a cage, and it's like magical, and it's a really complicated lock or whatever, so we can't just... It needs the specific key. Yeah. And none of us like Bright Straw, right? Bright Straw sucks. Yeah, yeah no, she right murders is enemy. the leader of the. She's one of the coven. coven. There's three of them, right? Something like that. Yes. Yeah. I keep Wasn't forgetting the name of the coven. I thought she was like a queen. Yeah, she's in downfall. No. She's like the overlord. I wouldn't necessarily say queen. I'm pretty sure if you control Lady. the country, you can call yourself whatever you want. Hourglass coven. Hourglass coven, right? She just goes by Lady, Lady Brightstraw. But she murders everybody. She throws them in wells. That's why the those spirits are at the wells. That's where they died. Mm -hmm. Right. And then she threw the vibes off, and that's why everything yeah. is uh, right. going to shit. And that's why we don't like her because we are team. Don't fuck with the vibes. Exactly. Yeah. So mutual when... enemy. Kind of why we're helping this guy. Enemy of our enemy. All right. And we bring the good vibes whenever we do nice things. We bring the good vibes. Is that going to be a good vibe? Team good vibes, yes. Like I am so okay with that being canon. Again, as I, as I cut together the episode, we make that joke every session. 
I'm not going to lie. Like, we're just the vibes. Yeah. We are the vibes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If the we vibe can at check. some point like, have a, uh, a very big epic like sh showdown for this whole thing where one of us gets to say something about like, you don't fuck with the vibes. <laughs> it's going to be a perfect podcast. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> we may very well get our chance soon. We'll find out. Okay, okay, okay. I'm all kind of. I could not. I don't honestly, for some reason, when you were describing the scene last week or last time we played, I should say, I did not imagine that dude was in a cage. Like, I don't know why, but that's fair. I might not have done. Like, a good I was just job like, wait, why him. are we trying to get this key? Like, he said he needed a key, but I can't remember why now. Like, wasn't he just trapped because the other thing was like gonna kill him if we woke it up or some shit? That's fair. Because well, he's a fairy dragon, so I think he could fly. So which, which was my confusion. <laughs> I was just like, why does this dude need a key? Like, the cage was not forming in the mental picture for some reason. And so I was just like, is this dude just not, like, is he lazy? Like, It, it was a mental cage, his mental prison. <laughs> he yeah. couldn't get out. The key was inside you all along. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> he, needs to he needs to remember how to fly. Well, Kiki's Derek's delivery like, service. Derek's like, here because Jingle Jangle's actually a really good therapist. Yes, I'm so she's gonna tell us how to like bring him out of his mental fortress. Derek is magically rewriting this entire plotline <laughs> right now. You didn't even. Know. <laughs> He's at his computer like this is way better. Okay, okay, all cut up. The vibes are here yet again. Okay, so um. she is magically going off, correct? Yes, just talking about her keys. But I do believe um, Ellie was going to. Or... Bamuth yeah. said something, uh, and Ellie was about to respond, and then I think it will go to Chad and then uh, well, Caitlin. By all means, please, Ellie, go. Yeah, um, Ellie was gonna. She's gonna be like thinking really hard, kind of like standing there with her hands on her hips. Smoke starts coming off her head. Yeah, because she's trying to think of how to describe the cage. The the real cage, not the the metaphorical cage. one. The real cage. It's <laughs> the real cage that she saw, but I guess since none of you saw it. You don't know it actually exists. <laughs> it's Schrodinger's cage. We're gonna go <laughs> philosophical <laughs> right now. Maybe he starts describing like, oh my god, he's trapped in a cage of his own creation in his mind. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. It was about this tall and that wide, and I'll go on to describe the the keyhole i guess because i looked i looked intently at it as you enough with my as you make descriptions she starts like zoning out keys that don't fit the description of what it is you're looking for um, and um and ellie's just gonna go on just like she was and describing this cage in every detail and also like and then oh and then you know bright straw she threw him in there and then he escaped with the, the belly wog and then, and then continue on with the story the second you mention bright straw her eyes go wide <laughs> uh, ellie doesn't notice no 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 not her no no for the first time this entire maybe two minutes of her just describing keys practically non-stop. She stops talking about keys and kind of starts to, like, tug on her ears. Bad lady. She is a bad lady. We are trying to stop her from ruining the vibes here. 
We are not here to hurt you. Not, not, not bunnies. Not, not brigands. Didn't assume oh, you were. Oh, that's right. The bunny. You were attacked by bunny. Ah! Oh. Ah! Uh, well, I mean, if it was the same bunnies that attacked us, you don't have to worry about them anymore. You say we made we made some bunnies stew out of them, so you should be fine. <gasps> we didn't eat the bunnies. <laughs> no, we just made stew. We didn't eat it. Just just. <laughs> Chess just looks up at Bonner and he's just like, Me metaphors, my friend, metaphors. Jiggle Jiggle is conflicted, but I understand. <laughs> Here, have a lollipop. <laughs> Where do you keep getting this candy? Like, do you even, want one? She, even Chess is like overly impressed with your ability to keep pulling candy out of random places at this point. I, I said that I bought rations, but it's literally only candy. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you're also a tiny little thing. I'm, I'm just confused. Like, Chess is confused on how you... It's like you have a magical bag of holding, but only candy is in it. <laughs> and it's it's it, it's magical and wacky to Chess. Chess. Chan, eh, chess. You do that in the second characters. episode, by the way. You what? You confuse Chance and Chess. I do. I'm sorry. Two. I should stop naming characters with CHs. <laughs> you just want to live through your characters. Chad, Chance, Chess. Wait until you meet my next character, who's a game master named Chessick. Chartholomew. Chartholomew. <laughs> oh my goodness. He, he, Chartholomew is going to be my Steve character that starts out as a douche and then becomes everybody's dad. <laughs> Does that mean he gets around or they look at him as a father figure? I watch Stranger Things, you, you Philistine. I haven't seen the newest season. I've seen I'll watch Stranger Things. things. <laughs> I have never seen you, Stranger uh, Things. You should also... Well, well, you're an elephant. I'll forgive that. <laughs> He'd just forget it anyway. Oh, no, it, no, he would never forget. <laughs> he would never forget. How dare you forget to watch it, Bamu? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's it. You're out of... You're, you're, you're part of the bad vibes now. <laughs> You've ruined the vibe. Chester <laughs> throws his hands up in the air. I remember everything that people tell me don't watch. My backlog is thousands of shows long. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not. I'm not far behind on my list either. Have you always watched Arcane? I know no. you have. I have seen Arcane. Yes. I've seen the no. first episode. No, first three episodes. Really? I'm surprised Caitlin hasn't seen Arcane. I, I tried. Feel like that's up your alley. I tried. I eventually. I also have a lot of shows, but I literally have to, like, be in the right mood to watch anything. So, it'll Fair take enough. a while, and then suddenly I'll be like, I want to watch that right now. Let's binge it. Fair. You can it, with Arcane. Just as a, just as a, like, just to add to your problems, Caitlin, uh, because I know you like Star Trek, um, Strange New Worlds, if you ever get the opportunity, is really good. Okay, I'm very behind on my Star Trek watching. I... <laughs> I, I tried to start marathoning, like the different each different season um, and series, and I almost got through the original. It's like real close to the end, and it got a struggle bus with the old stuff. <laughs> it's like oh. that's fair. The original series is mm. okay. Yeah, especially the final season. <laughs> Christy and Caitlin, yeah. I'm I'm gonna put this into I'm gonna put this on the podcast. If you watch Arcane, I will give you both points of inspiration. Guess I'm watching Arcane today. <laughs> Christy doesn't like animation, so she still might not watch it. No, I'll try. I mean, 
I think you. I think <laughs> you'll find a way to get over it. If it's only for the It's hard for me to get into the characters when they're not real. You know. Uh, you'll find a way. I, I have a feeling. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and uh, I'll probably have to. I'll cut almost all of that out. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why it. everyone wants to hear these conversations? Do, do they? I don't know. Um, <laughs> are you? Are, have any of you actually listened to a podcast? Ninety percent of it is bullshit. That's fair. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, so maybe I won't. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Did uh, she take my lollipop? She, she, you you present to her a lollipop, and she screamed at it, and she ah! Ah! and she kind of sniffs it. <laughs> Ooh, it's like jiggle jiggles, continuously conflicted. This isn't a truffle, but it tastes good. You I, just suck on it. She just plucks it with the, with her finger and thumb, and just begins to gnaw on it like a dog with a bone. No, don't chew on it. Just suck uh, on it. Giggity. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! You had to go there. <laughs> I mean... You left it wide open. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. She proceeds to plop it in her mouth. Uh, yeah, that's what she said. Uh, 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 nah. Yeah, you know, wasn't earned. She just begins to chew on it for a second. Ah, no, and she pops it out, and she pulls out a silver key. She goes, Ooh, that's a pretty one. She goes, Jingle Jingle thinks this will fit in a birdcage. It's uh, small, it's shiny, and it's a very intricate teeth. It's not just the two teeth. It's teeth within teeth within teeth. Ooh. Harder, I will harder take to pick. it if she gives it to her. <laughs> you did say that it was a very special lock. Yeah, it was like really hard. There was no way I could unlock it. Jiggle Jiggle thinks this is the one. You give Jiggle Jiggle candy. And we don't like bunnies. Again, still conflicted on that one. Why did they I beat you I bumped one very hard. <laughs> just, you say that and like, I mentally flash back to the time Bahamut basically turned, it, turned this entire campaign into an episode of DBZ and you just punch somebody into the ground. <laughs> You bonked one really hard. It's really like with one smash, they like went just into the ground, like several feet <laughs> concaved. We live in an anime. It, you know, <laughs> every every campaign is what you make it. She hands over the key. Thank you. You're not bunny people. You're not uh, you're not trying to beat up Jingle Jangle. Oh, and you're not belly bad lady. Right, Straw? <laughs> she kind of goes back to like a state of almost not catatonic, but, like, she shuts up, which is entirely out of character for her. Bumwooth kind of takes his giant hand and, like, pats her on the head. Is like, it is okay, Jingle Jangle. We will stop the bad lady and bring back the cupcake queen. Ah, what's a cupcake? Jingle Jangle, what's a cupcake? Oh, is it like a lollipop? It is similar, and... Jingle Bamble kind of looks back at the, uh, the rest of the party. The Jiggle Jiggle wants a cupcake! Do you have a kitchen? Uh, I have keys to a kitchen! If we find a cupcake, we will bring it back here to you. Yes! That is Bamboo's promise. 
and he kind of holds out his hand and realizes that it's a goblin, so he kind of awkwardly, like, decides to just put his pinky out to shake. She kind of sniffs it, and she pulls on it. <laughs> Is that not the joke? Jiggle Jiggle thought that was a joke! She, like, pulls on it. Um, uh, Guess no, I, 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 I was trying to shake your hand to make a, a deal. Oh! Like, like a promise. Chess steps up and it's like, let's not complete that joke, realizing just how large Bamuth is. <laughs> Bamuth hotboxes the entirety of the. Uh... <laughs> Chess would, like uh... would like to use the streamlined agility to get the fuck out. <laughs> okay. Yes, if I I will help Bamuth uphold his promise. Once the cupcake queen is free, we there will be plenty of cupcakes for everybody. Everybody. Everybody that's good. And not bright straw. Except or bunnies. for the bunnies. Well, good. What are you still doing here? Joey, just curious. Sorry. Bamuth, you're a monk, right? Yes. And Ellie, you're a rogue? Yes. And I know that me and Selene are both magic users. Okay, so there's not going to be any warrior oaths among this particular group. The cupcake oath. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I was just like, one of us should make an oath to like ease her mind. And I was just like, none of us are like warriors or knights or anything. The monk D might... just become a cupcake paladin. Their <laughs> oath is to bring cupcakes to Jingle Jangle. Okay, who, if, if one of us dies for some really weird reason, they have to do that. That's the deal. <laughs> the first one who dies becomes cupcake becomes paladin. Cupcake paladin. Yes. Yay. I agree to these terms. It sounds like it'd be really hard for one of us to die during this campaign, but there we go. We have a backup character already. Well, don't, don't say that, and then now he's gonna... <laughs> I've known Derek a long time. He'd never purposely kill off one of his players. The radio silence is deafening. <laughs> okay. Not saying much. Anyway! <laughs> oh, please. You can frighten them, Derek. You can't frighten me. I know also, all your secrets. Also, I was looking back through my notes. We gotta find an alicorn. Hey, what now? Why? An alicorn... That's what that's what the the um the dude said to us before we went through the mirror. Find the alicorn and freeze Albina. Hmm. That's something else we're looking for. It's gonna ask Jingle Jangle, hey, do you know? Have you seen any alicorns around? Is that like a special lock? No. <laughs> we don't know what it is. Or who? Can I, I do imagine? like a could check to know, see if I know what an alicorn is. Yes. Roll something. Go ahead and give me a nature check. Oh no. <laughs> uh oh. That was a big thunk. I think oh, I know what it no. was. <laughs> I mean, it's a whopping three, but that was a one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're just as lost as everyone else. Can I try to do the same thing? Sure. Hoping I have some sort of. It's a nature check? Yes. Okay. Probably not going to be any better than hers, to be honest. Well, with a natural oh, 20. Again. Well, shit. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be any better than her natural 20. The complete opposite. <laughs> but yeah. I'm the nature person. How dare. Yeah, but an alicorn sounds like magical bullshit, and that's definitely my territory. <laughs> Let me see what information... Because I don't know what is an alicorn. Is an alicorn or anything like a unicorn, but with an al instead of a uni? I'll be honest, I... See, out... True. Some way that makes sense to chess only. Yeah, outside a game, uh, uh, if I try to look it up, it's it's a basically a Pegasus unicorn. Yeah, a that's what it looks like unicorn. to me, too. 
That's and then you could have like other versions of it, like a water, like a horse, like a dragon horse water one instead, or you know, different. So I'm gonna get real flowery with this, where it's right on the tip of uh, Lorelai's tongue as to what an alicor is. Chess, your um, your entire perception is taken over by the the chords, the music. That that seemingly music. yes, that seemingly nobody else is hearing, because your eyes kind of like it. It's the it's that atypical cat thing when the eyes dilate and they look around the room. My even ears though, go down, even though there's no reason for them to be doing this whatsoever. And you look to a pile of keys that kind of like how constellations work. It, like you you see the shape in the in the in a pile of keys. And you go, oh yeah, that's right. I've heard about these things. And then as you make that realization, the music stops. And it goes back to everybody trying to console Jingle Jangle. When that happens, like, after I go, like, after I wake back up, basically, I'm just going to look at the group and be like, and explain in brief, like, an alicorn is a pegasus, or a horned pegasus, or a, or a winged unicorn, however you want to, you know, depict it. But that's what we were looking for. Ooh. Is a pegasus like a style of lock? No. Oh. I I don't think so. It's like a um a horse with very big wings. Before before she can say anything, Chess preempts it and goes, A horse is also not like a style of lock. But it is! There's actually the horse brand lock! Not, not horse lock! <laughs> is that anything like horse shit? It is now. <laughs> is that in any way related to warlocks I've heard about? Oh god. <laughs> Well, actually, I have a couple Divert. of keys, and she's... Divert! Divert before we end up in My Little Pony territory. Divert! <laughs> Are we going to My Little Pony land? They have that? Stop! Final... <laughs> With my final breath, I blame Bamu! <laughs> I meant it more as a meta reference to D&D, no! <laughs> she was actually going to go off on a tangent about locks she found during a war. <laughs> <laughs> So um, well, I'll put the key in in my bag if it fits. It doesn't. It's, I hand it, it to Bamuth. I was gonna say it's about your size. Bamuth takes the key and puts it into his little knitting pouch. Wait, knitted or knitting? Knitting pouch. You knit? Yes, I do. And he pulls out another scarf that he knitted out of his own wool, out of his own fur. Oh, I vaguely remember you mentioning that in like one of the first sessions. And he actually goes, oh, yes, here, a parting gift. And he hands it to, um, Jingle Jangle. You've been very helpful to us. Oh, gods! Do you know what this means? Uh, Jingle Jangle has clothes? No. Jingle Jangle has more room for keys! And she starts, like, adding keys immediately onto onto the knitted bit of clothing you gave her. Bambu's work here is done. The vibes are good. (laughs) I imagine him saying this very sagely as the wind blows by. <laughs> I was going to say it's Bamus, the same place. the monk of the vibes. We would like to find the tree people and ask them if they know where to find an alicorn. I know they're probably going to be high as hell, but hey. So, as you guys walk out of Jingle Jangle's cave, you're kind of met with 
all the trees swaying. The trees that were following you up are all still there, but they're swaying in the breeze. Bro, you were so cool in there. Another one pipes up. Jingle Jangle is so happy now. That was cool of you guys. We are the vibes. We make sure that the vibes remain good. We do the vibe check. And like, you do your job good, bros. Just restoring balance to the vibes. That one kind of does like a little bow. You see them attempt to, but like you hear like popping, and they're like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, sorry, bro. Uh, I got into a don't, tree don't, accident. Don't, don't strain yourself. Oh. No, no, I, I don't want that. No. Uh, all right, cool, bro. Hey, uh, hang on, hang on. Elm, don't you have like, don't you have a thing? One of the other trees pipes up. Dude, oh, why you gotta call me out like that, bro? Like, you're talking about the, you're talking about the, the, the thing? No, dude, the, 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 the thing that'll probably help the other, these, the, the good folk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hang on, hang on, yeah, yeah. And you see the tree, like, vibrate. Have you ever seen that video of those, of those machines that de-leaf trees? Where it's like, mm -hmm. they basically just kind of get a little shimmy around it, and then just, just jiggle it, and all the leaves come crashing down? It kind of looks like that, except none of the leaves are coming off. Acorns and, like, loose debris and some dead leaves come falling up. But eventually you hear, king, 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 hit the ground. And you see an iron key hit the ground. That's for you guys. For bringing the good vibes. <laughs> I'll pick it up. Okay. It. What? I was just ask. So what's what's this to? It's uh, it's gonna help you later, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of laugh in unison. <laughs> it's a mystery mouse katool. Oh my god, I forgot you could do that. <laughs> That was really impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Would you like more ground colors for your leaves? You hear a moment where you're like, you're not sure if they, if they even heard you because it's just like the wind passes through. Just... But, um, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> so I give them all like a bunch of flowers to put in their leaves. Ground colors. Oh, dude, she gave me pink. Dude, I wanted pink. I got. Wait, this is pink. Haha, <laughs> cool. Sweet. <laughs> and chess, you were gonna ask the trees if they knew what an alicorn was. Uh, yeah. Assuming that they're not, you know, too engrossed with the pinkness of their flowers now. They might uh, be. <laughs> I, I will ask, like, if. An alicorn has ever, you know, walked in this general location, or if they have ever heard of an alicorn or anything that might be helpful. To your dismay, one of them responds, Is an alicorn a kind of lock? We should talk to Jingle Jangle about that. Yeah, Jingle Jangle would know. I just, like, slam my staff into the ground, and I'm just like, Not this again! And I turn around. <laughs> I am unwilling to participate in the same conversation twice. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't know if that we've ever seen one. No, he's a big stick in the mud. But I don't get it. <laughs> Chess is looking at the tree like, neither do I. <laughs> he slammed his cane into the ground. We're in a swamp. And they're trees and they're made of sticks. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're one big stick. Yep. 
She eats too much candy. What's a candy? Is that like a lock? We should talk to Jiggle Jiggle about that. Bro! Jiggle Jiggle's totally the person to talk to about locks. Well, you know, if you had a mouth, maybe I could give you some candy. Do they not have mouths? They don't. Oh. I was imagining the more ant-like. No, these are like... They're, they, they're almost exactly like regular trees. But the way they're talking, communicating, admittedly a bit of a mystery, but they don't have mouths and they don't have eyes or ears. Yeah, we're not we're not we're not getting uh, tree beards. Gotcha. Okay. Damn. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your help. Hey, man, you made Jingle Jangle happy, and she's one with the Tamley Hill, and the Tamley Hill is one with her. So when she is happy, we're happy. And you hear all the other trees go, Whoa! Thank you very much for your help, wise trees. <laughs> we will continue to deliver the good vibes all across this this very swampy land. Keep it up, my dudes. You're, you're doing a good job. And with that, Bamuth will follow Chess, but in a not-so-angry fashion. <laughs> I'll follow. Okay. All right. We are heading back towards uh, Slanty Tower, I believe. Yeah, as yeah, much as we can. Yep. Snake, snake these. There are big, big snacks. Big snack. About, let's see, this is... Seven miles, so... We're at about... <clears throat> Right at about late afternoon, early evening, when you guys come back to Aslanti Tower, the hot air balloon, I almost called it the air airship again. The hot air balloon is still dangling from the midsection of the tower. The wind ever so gently begins, uh, bonks the carriage underneath. And what would you like to do? Look for the snakes. Give me a nature check, please. Uh, with advantage, because you know what you're looking for. Well, with a six, um... You don't see them. I think they're gone. Oh, all right, good. And Bamuth starts digging through his knitting pouch, and he hands you the key. Am I able to carry the key? It's it's kind of heavy. It's it's not the heaviest key you've ever held, but it's not particularly great. Okay, um, I'm going to use my rope to tie the key and then tie the other end of the rope to my waist, just in case. Yeah, you don't want to drop it. Yeah, I don't. To signify the journey, I want you to give me three stealth checks at disadvantage because you've got a heavy object tied to your waist. But you're a tiny fairy, so you're able to fly. Okay, good. 17. An 8. And a 9. Okay. We're going to... Got a little harder the yeah, higher it... up I got. I mean, that, that definitely scans. Let's see. I had too much snacking on the way back. Starting to feel it. At the midway point of your journey, an, it starts to get a little bit more windy. And you are able to kind of hold your own, but you're not used to the, the additional weight of the key, which kind of drags you and... Ding! Bounces off the side. And you, uh, on the ground begin to hear shifting in the briar patch. Oh no. That 
doesn't seem very good. Can I see if I can see the things moving? See where they are? Um, I'll say yes. Go ahead and give me a... Give me your di- give me your preference on a uh, perception check or a nature check. Perception. Oh my god. <laughs> Not today. That's a six. I rolled a two. It wasn't a one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a six. Uh, these serpents are particularly good at hiding. As you see, or as you're like looking, one of them does peek their head up out of the out of the briar patch to kind of go up to where they heard the sound. So we're gonna do a little bit of theater of the mind here because I do not have briar tokens, but I do have giant snake tokens, and Ellie will go here to represent. Uh, she's up, we'll say, we'll say 15 feet in the air with the key tied around your waist. I'm getting the dice ready. Oh no, I'm not at 3 out of 17 health at this point. Oh no. Okay, there we go. I fix. Okay. Let's go ahead and we'll roll up some initiative. Oh, that's not terrible this time. <laughs> Who has the higher decks? I believe it's probably going to end up being Bahamut, but between Bahamut and Chess. Uh, my decks is 12. Uh, my decks is 16. Wow, okay. Jeez! <laughs> I am a cat. What do you expect? <laughs> That's, you know what? Bahamut is... Bahamut is an elephant. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going more. for more of a bonk. Us a strength monk, so... I only have one more dex than you. That's crazy. Um, Aren't you the rogue? Yes. (laughs) Oh my god. I'm a bard. I have no armor and no strength, alright? I had to keep myself alive somehow. I am surprised I have the same dex as the rogue. (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. Um, Wow, appropriate. This is gonna be interesting. Those are big snakes. Yes. They are giant constrictors. Oh, I can actually draw. Whoops, I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. Basically, they're in the briar patch. And once you reach... Actually, I'll go ahead and I'll keep those lines. Um, I was, I was going to see if we could draw, like, the, the briar. Uh, I can actually do that. Let me freehand. I'm imagining them like, like Beetlejuice snake things. <clears throat> giant... They are, for D&D purposes, they are considered huge. Once you enter this area, the black line is, know that that is considered difficult terrain because of the briar. You can attempt to clear the briar if necessary, but it will take an action. Other than that, Ellie, so you're kind of flying in the air. What, uh, What would you like to do? Let's start with that. Okay, I, I wanted to I wanted to continue my movement, but then I was gonna use my cunning action. Okay, so yeah, you can absolutely move. Are you moving up or down? I'm moving up. Okay, and so then you're... I was going to make a self check. 
Okay. Make it a disadvantage. Eight on either side. You... You get hit with another gust of wind, and the key hits uh, almost like a dinner bell. Just ding! Which almost seems to speed the snake up a little bit, and it begins its ascent towards... it. It's still ascending, but... You're able to get to... You're able to get to the... I think at that point you would have been able to get to the... Uh, the basket. Okay. Anything else? Oh, that's all I can do. Uh, Lorelei, you see a very large snake making its way up a tower pretty easily. Um. And it's going to turn your friend into half a snack. Okay. I want to... I think I'm going <laughs> to... Summon my, my wildfire spirit. Burn one of my wild shapes. 30 feet, so... Uh, have him appear... Her up here. Uh, uh, here. And each creature within 10 feet, so I think just that snake, right? Yeah. When it appears, needs to succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Take 2d6 fire damage. Alright. That's a 21. Um, and then I'll have it attack with its little flame seed. That is 15 plus. Uh, this is the hit? Uh, nine, 19. Yeah, to hit. 19. Yeah. Go okay. ahead and roll damage. Uh, six fire damage. You see the head of the snake look back down to where its pain is or originating from. Anything else? Uh, no, not right now. Okay. So I can't. I can't do anything. Chess. What is? What is this? What is what? The thing next to it? Yes. That is uh, Lorelai's uh... familiar thing. Yeah. Okay. 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 Shout out to Sirenscape. This is a funky jam. This is Fair a enough. very funky jam. <laughs> okay. I am going to... Well, if they are giant snakes, I'm going to use Silent Image to create a giant mouse. <laughs> I like it. It will appear in these two squares. This one and this one. Next. It will be one big ten-foot mouse appears between them. Oh, it can actually be a fifteen-foot cube, so it'll just be in these this this ten-foot cube here. Perfect. So, boop, boop. I love how the music kind of changed perfectly. Yeah, I can summon it within sixty feet, so I have like a sixty-foot range on it, and that's not sixty feet. That's only 35, so I'm going to have it kind of, like, run up and down between here and here, and just kind of, like, run back and forth between those two spots, trying to distract them with its mousy ways. Okay. And that is 
my action. So I will also move. I'm just going to move over here while I cast that. And then I do have a reaction should anything happen, but... Oh, whoops. If Silent Image pops up, you can ignore it. Okay. Yeah, all right, there we go. That That is my turn. That's my action and my uh, movement. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Bamuth. Ellie's in trouble. Bamuth is gonna... Bamuth's gonna run up next to Chess, and he's gonna look at him and ask, is fire a good idea? Are snakes scared of fire? Chess wants to say yes, but Chess also doesn't want to be wrong about this, so is there a roll I can roll, Derek? Nature check. Nature. Uh, that's... Is there a better roll than two? Uh, with a two? Uh, unfortunately, yeah, you have no idea. This isn't nature, this is magical bullshittery. I should get something else. Nature. Stupid. I'm calling Arcane. nature. I'm calling nature. With, with absolutely no clear way, I'm going to, like... Chess is going to look up at the uh, at Bamuth and, like, shrug and be like... I don't know, man. They're they're giant green snakes. I feel like fire couldn't hurt the situation. Bamuth kind of nods his head, takes out a torch, and is going to try to light the briar on fire. A briar fire? Just did yes. not realize what he was signing up for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, as an action, I'll go ahead and say that you do that and just, you have a torch out and you just throw it in? Pretty much, yeah. I'm just going to take the torch that I have and... <laughs> throw it in trying to light the briar on fire uh make me a make me a d100 throw for like a percentile to see if you're able to hit the snake and if you hit if you're able to hit the snake we'll we'll do like a improv a improvisation weapon okay i should mention that i'm throwing it with the intention of attempting to light like the briar underneath them on fire right that is a 49 on the percentile die. Okay. You're able to... Uh, that was just to see if you, like, inadvertently hit the snake. But you're able okay. to... Yeah. But to to clear out a little bit, this area here kind of signifies, like, the fire beginning to start. So if you're willing to take fire damage, you can enter that area, but it is it is slowly catching on fire. But it is also being cleared. Fuck it, I'm game. Bamuth was... I think he was down here, right? So he moved one, two, three, four. I have 40 feet, so I can move. Could I make it to the snake from where I am, even with the fire and difficult terrain? Okay, what's your movement? It's... So you went 15. 40 feet. Um, here would still be, you'd still be at 25. Here it's doubled. So, I think you would, I think you could. Alright, Bamuth is seeing that the way is being partially cleared and that the fire isn't quite reaching the snakes yet. Just goes, fuck it. And he runs in, <laughs> fucking fuck Kong it. style, through the fire and is going to flurry of blows just try to punch this snake. Let's do let's resolve the fu uh, let's resolve the fire first. I need you to make me a deck save of let's call it let's call it 10. 
because it's still they're still kind of low burning uh, embers. Ah, uh, that is exactly ten. Okay, meat beats. So you're able you're able to get through without like catching your wool on fire. Go ahead and roll your attack against this. Uh, I need to grab another die, another D20. Where'd I put my dice bag? Actually, no, I could just use my metal dice. Duh. We all know that metal dice are the best dice. It's it's true. That are like big big dice. Yes. Pretty good too. <laughs> Let's see here. So for my two flurry of blows attacks, that is 17 and an 18. Both hit. Go ahead and roll damage. All right, and for damage, that is going to be 11 damage total. Okay. Nice. We were talking about anime earlier. It's it's like something out of an anime of Bamuth, the woolly mammoth Loxodon, jumping through fire and flame to see a snake who was just kind of minding its own business to kind of look up and go, what the fu- <laughs> You just start punching the crap out of it. It's still, it's still, it's still fine. It's mad because you're kind of booping its snoot in the meanest way possible. Yeah, you, you do it in an epic fashion, I must say. <laughs> I like to imagine I just like leapt over the fucking flames and just oh. started bonking it in the Totally, head. totally. It is the one that was chasing Ellie's turn. I'm going to roll a d4. One and two is Ellie. Three is gonna be the displacer beast kitten. And four is gonna be the, the mouse that's jumping back and forth. Please don't be the bunny situation. That is a four, so it's going after the mouse. So it goes, it diverts its attention to the snack closer to the ground while still being within attack range. It, so it's not, a, it's not invoking an attack of opportunity. And will waste its bite action trying to eat the, the mouse. It is bigger than me, so it makes sense. And that would make it disappear, yes? I, I want to believe. I want to believe it does, but let me double check just in case. Maybe it's gonna be like a cat with a laser pointer. You know, when it disappears, they're gonna keep looking for it for hours. Okay, so technically it doesn't disappear, but it immediately after touching it, it immediately knows that it is not an illusion, or that it is not real. I mean, that it is an illusion. Okay. So it'll chomp down onto it with its jaws and realize that it just bit at air. Uh, and is going to be a little pissed off. But you have successfully changed its trajectory from Ellie to nothing at all. It is the Boop Snake's turn, and taking none too kindly to what Bahamuth is uh, laying down, it's it's going to attempt to wrap around you, Bahamuth. Oh boy. Oh boy. Alright. Let's do this. It is a 13. Uh, it's a hit? No. Okay. The snake begins to wrap and coil, but you're like... <laughs> I've heard stories of this. Fuck no. <laughs> and you get a, you kind of like, you're able to kind of back up just enough to where it would, um, it, it isn't able to get like good purchase on you. And that's going to be the end of its turn. Ellie, you're at the basket. Okay, I'm going to quickly get inside of it and then hide. Okay. I'm Miss, a little terrified. Miss, have you come to free me? Miss, hello. Shh. <laughs> Oh, are things going well? <laughs> I'm gonna be like, yeah. Okay. That's why we have to be really quiet. 
Alright. So you need me to do another stealth check? Go ahead. I'm gonna give you advantage. Because you're in the basket. Okay, that's a 18. You're good. The snake down below is distracted with fake mice and being set on fire and all that terribleness. Yeah. And then if if I have time, I will I will start untying the key to unlock it. Okay. I will say it will take the full six seconds, so the rest of your free action to do so. Yeah. <clears throat> Just quick. He does have wings, right? Yes. Do you fly? Madam, I can soar. Yes, I can fly. No, I was, <laughs> I was like, good enough! <laughs> okay, no, that's pretty much it. Okay. Alright. Ellie! Other one. <laughs> Lorelei! <laughs> the other one. Couldn't say that more confidently if I tried. I'm gonna have the cat move, like, here. Okay. Uh, it will be leaving its attack range, so the snake will get an attack of opportunity. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Snake with an 18. Dang it! <laughs> Kitty takes 7 piercing as it gets nipped in the butt. And then I'm gonna have it launch a flame seed at the one attacking Mammoth. Go ahead. Roll the seed hit. 19. 19 hits. Plus other stuff. Uh, seven fire damage. Nice. The the snake is uh, successfully getting smacked with flame seeds. Jess. Okay. Well, I just I uh, as like a free action, I dismissed the spell. Now that they both know that it's fake, but it's, it is a purpose. Okay. So it can go away. It is gone. I have made it so. <laughs> Is there any way for me to tell how intelligent these creatures are? Uh, you could assume that the, they have beastline bestial intelligence. <laughs> Is there any way that DM would transfer that into number for me? <laughs> so you're trying to determine its actual intelligence score? Yes. I won't give you an actual number, but if you roll nature check, I can give you a pretty good idea. Well, because I don't know what intelligence they have, I don't have good nature skills. I will continue to move, let's say, around. And I'm going to target the this one, the one that Bamuth is okay. fighting. And I'm going to viciously mock it. Okay. It only need hear me, it need not be able to understand me. It must succeed on a wisdom saving throw of 13 or take 1d4 psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next attack roll. All right. Well, it's going to fail its wisdom save, I'll tell you that much. Excellent. So what would you like to say to viciously mock the giant serpent? I'm going to, as though it is the greatest insult I have ever come up with, I'm going to say, are you a snake or are you just a giant's belt come to life? Okay. I don't have a lot of snake puns prepared. Fair. We didn't know we were going to be fighting snakes today, but here we are. <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll your damage. Ooh, big old one. Negative one. That, that natural 20 earlier, that's the only good roll I'm going to have for today. It has a disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. Okay. 
No, I moved a little bit, and that's so I'm good. Bamuth. Sneaky tried to rappy. Rappy didn't work. Also, fire is going to grow. Uh, make me a dexterity saving throw of 12. We do have our our boons, our extra d4s. That's true. Oh, yes. Oh, crap. I just realized I had my microphone up this entire time. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, you're um, good. I used my boon now, and that made it a 13. Okay. Which was just enough to beat it. So you're not catching on fire. Go ahead and perform your action. I would like to kind of move around it over to maybe here. Okay. Just so I'm out of the range of the fire. Good call. And now it is in the fire, so that is good. It's taking more damage from that. And Bamuth, as he kind of pushes the snake away, is going to take out his barbell quarterstaff and just crack it in the head again. That sounds good. Go ahead and roll for it. Two-handed. That is a 17 to hit. 17 hits. And that is... Just five damage from that. Okay. And then going to use my other key point for Flurry of Blows as I kind of take my head again. All right. And I'm going to try to kind of punch it in the mouth. Try to do some King Kong stuff again here. I don't know. Whenever I see him fighting, I just think <laughs> big, hairy, humanoid type thing. It's King Kong, but as a woolly mammoth. <laughs> All right. So for my flurry of blow rolls, uh, one of those is a natural one. And the other one is a 22. Okay. So the tw we'll go ahead and we'll let that 22 land. And that is another four damage. All right, sounds good. You're able to boop it with your barbell, turn around and go for a punch, glide off the top of the slick scales of the creature, but you're able to bring an elbow down on it for your final hit. And with that, it'll be the uh, the one that was initially interested in Ellie, but this time it's it's got a friend. No. And it will go for a bite attack. Well, I hope you weren't too attached to it. Uh, 24 to hit. <laughs> Misses. Uh, take 12 piercing. Aw, oh, man. Cat went poof. Kitty go poof. It only moved a handful of feet to get to there, but it did use a major action to kill it. So, from here... It's going to come out of the briar just so not catch on fire. But you do see like the head is starting to slither out, Lorelei. I'm looking for its next meal. And it will be the fire snake's turn. We're gonna do a deck save to see if it takes fire damage. And it will. It'll take nine fire damage, but it will come around to, it'll come around to Bamuth getting out of the fire. Be like, I will eat you. <laughs> and with this advantage, it will miss with a 12. Hey. There he is. Because I have a feeling I know what's coming next. Okay. Ellie. 
You're up. Can I unlock the cage with this key? You can. Sorry, I can? You can. Okay. Sorry, I, I like, cleared my throat at the same time. You That's said. fair. Sorry. That is fair. Okay, so I will do so, but does that take my whole turn? No, I mean, like, you've got a giant... Uh, okay, thinking about it, like, physically, you're able to, like, get this giant key, put it in, and turn the lock. That's maybe even, like... It, and it's lighter than usual keys. You're able to spend, like... I would say you still have a you still you still can use a major action, but when you unlock it, Sir Televar is free. Sir Televar joins the battle. Ellie, what is or jeez, I am bad today. Lorelai, what is your dex? Uh, thirteen. Yeah, he's gonna go before you. He is a he is a very fast boy. Ah, freedom at last. And he, uh, you see him like pull out, pull out a sword, Ellie. Okay. And you still have, you still have a major action. Okay. First, I'm gonna. Don't get killed, or this is all for nothing. But I gotta help my friends. And I'm going to go to the edge of the basket. And can I shoot at this one, or will the movement take up my major action? Not at all. So I'm gonna shoot at this one. Sounds good to me. With how consecutively you guys are hitting these days. Yeah, and the consecutive. <laughs> It continues. Go um, ahead and roll damage. Uh, that's a 23 uh, to hit. Real quick, do I get sneak attack with that? You would. Okay. Because I don't think that one knew you were around. All right. All right, you're able to get into one of the sores that... Into one of the many lumps that Bamuth has put into it. Almost like a glowing red spot on an enemy in a video game. Okay. You're able to land at your hit. And Sir Televar looks to you and goes, My lady, what would you prefer I do? Would you prefer I join the fray? Or would you prefer I stay here with you? Just stay here with me in case, you know, I think we got it. Just in case. He he gives you a fist-to-chest bow and goes, On my honor! On his turn, he disappears. Lorelai. didn't say to leave. <laughs> I'm going to bed up, I think, to here. Okay. I think that gives me 30 feet. I can back up one more. <laughs> I'll go back here. Okay. And then I'm going to cast Ice Knife. All right. At it. At 18. 18 does hit. Okay. Seven piercing. And then it's gonna explode. Okay. And so it has to succeed on a deck save. Have the seven sit. It'll fail with a nine. Yay! So 2d6 cold. Nine! Not bad. Nine cold damage. Right on. I guess bonus action. Bonus action, I can do like a cantrip, right? Yes. Okay, do Wait, as long as it says bonus action. Yeah, it's a bonus action okay. as well. Then I'll do... Is it concentration? Almost always. Oh, sorry. Uh, Shillelagh Shillel would be concentration, probably because it lasts a minute. Yeah. Okay, then yeah, Shillelagh, I'll put Shillelagh on my, on my staff, just in case. Good call, good call. Anything else? Um, that's it. Okay. 
Chess. I'm going to continue my vicious mockery. Okay, sounds good. On I'm going one? to step back first, okay. give myself some more room. And I'm going to, again on the one that is up front with Bamuth, he's, he's actually in combat right now, so I am trying to very much give him all the advantages I can. So I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, your mother was a tube sock. If Bamuth was not in combat right now, he would laugh at that joke. It fails. <laughs> Lorelai laughs. <laughs> she gives a chuckle. Nice. I don't even know what I rolled. You rolled Yay! a four. <laughs> four damage. Four I... psychic damage as the snake thinks back to its uh, dear sweet abandoning mother as being a tube sock now. Don't you talk about my mother! I am also going to keep an eye on Longboy over here. Okay. And just, I'm saying this because if I somehow like lapse in concentration here for a second, uh, you guys can remind me. But if this tries to attack either Bamuth or Selene, I am going to, I have a reaction spell to use against it. But yes. yes. What did I say? You said Selene. Selene. Yeah. Her from, the, her, her from the other dimension. It's fine. Me in another life. It's multiverse of madness. Sad is I didn't even hear it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, exactly. L- Lorelai, yeah, if that attacks. No, if that attacks Selene, I'm going to distract it. <laughs> we exist on the same plane now. <laughs> Selene just pops out of nowhere. I'm here to save the day. <laughs> But yeah, if that attacks either Bamuth or Lorelei, I have a reaction spell to use against it, so please remind me in case I zone out. Somebody called for a paladin earlier. <laughs> yeah, right. Cupcake Selene. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Bamuth, on your turn, your fire continues to spread. So Bamuth, I need you to make another deck save. And we'll call gotcha. this we'll call this sixteen. 17. I keep just making it. Just making it. Just barely. Alright, go ahead. Roll your attacks. Alright, first, Bamuth is gonna try to go back around the snake again, just kind of get out of range of the, uh... The fire. The fire, yeah. Wise. This might be strange. I don't know if this would count as an attack or a grapple, but Bamuth would like to try to crawl behind the snake's head and use his barbell and try to, like, jam it into the snake's mouth. Basically blocking the snake from being able to bite and kind of you're, pulling you're, back on the... You're going full Kong with it, and I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to do that, you would need to grapple it. So for that, we're going to do contesting strength checks. Um, gotcha. So, all right. Um, I I have its uh, strength check. Ah, oh, fuck. That's a nine. It's able to break free, but you're still... I guess that would be a major action. Yeah, no, that that, that was my entire uh, action there, and I'm out of key points, so I, I I think that's all I can do. I was, I was trying to go full Kong. Yep. It's all right. It's okay. There's still plenty of combat left. Yes. And with that, it'll be the one in the fire's turn, and it's going to make a deck save, and it fails. Chess. It is making moves towards Lorelei. Is it just moving towards Lorelei? Yes, because it is the, it, as of right now, you're kind of just out of line of sight for it, but you were looking for it, so. Okay, well, my reaction doesn't really work until it actually attacks her, so. Okay, it does wind up for a bite. Oh, okay. If it succeeds, let me know. Okay. There's a lot of triggering things for this particular spell. Understood, kind of understood. <laughs> the hit is for 14. It's my armor class. <laughs> okay. And 
you take 10 piercing as this uh, so, snake gives you a, a nibble. Okay, oh. hold on here. So as I see it strike out and like, as it's like head is moving towards Lorelei and it very much looks like she's about to get hit, I think I, I get to yell something at it again that okay. distracts it magically. It magically distracts it. Okay. Here's the here's the spell. Silvery barbs. Uh, um, so it so it's basically you're basically asking for a reroll. And then a different choose a different creature that it'll have advantage on. Yeah, basically I give it disadvantage uh, by yelling something you know witty at it. Its father thinks it's a limp noodle. That's okay. when I yell at it. All right. Your father told me he thinks you're a limp noodle. Because apparently this is the 1940s, and therefore all my slang comes from there. And it is magically distracted, so it, it could now miss. It has disadvantage. 16. I tried. Sorry. Uh, so now it has advantage. <laughs> no, now you have advantage. Oh, I? Yes. I oh, okay. It, I choose to give you advantage against it on your next saving throw, attack roll, or ability check. Okay. Uh, you take nine piercing instead of 10. Oh boy. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! It's time to use our mystery mosca tool! <laughs> <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> I thought I had a pretty good Mickey Mouse, but man, you blew me out of the water. Ah, uh, man. <laughs> okay. Um... I don't know how I do it. I, I, I don't. <laughs> Is actually getting paid to be Mickey Mouse's voice. That's what it is. It's Bahamut's snake's turn, and he's going to. Yay. Remember, he has disadvantage. Thank you. That's uh, what I do. I give snakes disadvantage. That is Chess's role. Eighteen. Yeah, that 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 definitely hits. Okay, take ten bludgeoning damage. Oh my god. Um, what did you roll? That eighteen is the disadvantage. It was 18 and 22. Take uh, 10 bludgeoning, and you are currently grappled as the the snake begins to wrap and coil around you. You are considered grappled, and to get out of it, you would need to beat its strength check, and you are restrained. But the good news is it can't do this to anybody else. Yeah, at least least there's that. Ellie, your friend's literally in the coils of a snake. I'm going to scream out, No! Lord Televar! My best friend! Help him, please! And then I'm gonna shoot. Okay. Do I still get sneak attack? No, because you did shoot it earlier. Uh, 10 is going I to miss. I won't do it now, okay. Unfortunately. Yeah. Boink! Uh, I'm panicking. Yep, that's fair. And I'm gonna actually move out of the basket and fly down a little bit closer to it. And start yelling at it. Let go, my friend! Alright, that, um... That's all I can. That's all I'm going to do right now. Copy that. Oh. Oh. Okay then. As you say, sir. As you finish like your attack, you kind of get this rush, blow right past you, and almost like knock you out of the basket, appearing out of the blue, next to the snake, uh, by its face. Never fear, Sir Telavon is here, and he goes for he goes for a stab. Oh my God. Yeah, he hits it pretty good. Did he crit it? Close. Oh my god. He he digs what is essentially a toothpick that you like would see in, in an olive, digs it directly into the pupil of the snake, and it kind of like reels in pain and starts to like squeeze on you there, Bamuth, but uh not enough to do damage. It's 
on its way out. Damn, boy. And I think that's all he can do. Yeah, that's all he can do. A Lorelei. Snakey boy go, uh-oh. Uh. <laughs> Man, the dilemma. I don't want to be in hand-to-hand, -hand, but I also don't want to burn the rest of my spells. Because there'd be healing. <laughs> go, go smack it. <laughs> With my staff. Die next turn. Oh, um, and now I have advantage on my next attack. 22. 22 hit. Actually, it's even more than a 22. Okay. Eight. Nice. Bludgeoning. Kunk! The snake kind of wiggles off the pain it just took, and it's not happy. It's just a little bonk. Yep. That's all. That's all I can do, because I can't disengage from it. Chess. Okay, I'm going to switch targets and mock viciously the snake that is fighting Lorelei down here. I am pretty sure... Hold up, I have to I have to check a uh, biological... So I'm going to viciously mock it, and I'm going to yell out, Your sister's dating a mongoose! <laughs> okay, it needs to make a wisdom save? Yes, it does. Yeah, it fails. Good. It deserves it. Mongoose dater. Uh, it's not the lowest possible roll. I'll accept it. Uh, and it now has disadvantage next time it attacks Lorelei. Yep. Thank you very much. I will, again, be preparing that wonderful silvery barbs. All right. Sounds good. So you are both grappled and restrained. Bahamut, what would you like to do? I guess all that I really can do is try to break out. So you need to make a strength save. Still not great. That's an 11. You try and break free, but it's not good enough. It's The coils are good and strong, especially after that attack from Sir Telavar. I think that's all I can do is just let me go. It's the big snake's turn, and it's going to go for a constrict against Lorelei. Does the fire spread at all? You're not wrong. I was going to say that might help me a little bit at least. It does, and it looks like it will affect the snake, and on its turn it'll try and make the deck save to not get voined. And it's a disadvantage. Does a seven hit? Seven for me? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. I was I was playing. Ah! Uh, yeah, good. You, you, you're going to want to thank Chess, because that was a 22 on the other side. Oh! <laughs> um, I'm good. That's right! <laughs> That's right. Ponder, ponder your 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 sister dating mongoose and their charms. It's the one currently constricting Bamuth. Oh yeah, uh, he makes it, um, but he's going to go for a bite. What, what did he just do? He did a dexterity save to not burn. A dexterity save. Yes. Chess is opening up his bag of tricks and he's looking through Well, it. Silvery Barbs technically works on attack rolls, ability checks, or saving throws, and I'm trying to figure out the most opportune time to, like, try to mess him up. Uh, is it a I... reaction? It is indeed. Okay. It, it is my only reaction spell. He does still have an upcoming attack. Yeah. And is that going to be an attack I think he roll? might be hurt pretty bad, though. I would say... You... Like, there has been a lot of uh, damage done to that snake. Mm. Okay, I am going to use it right now okay. and try and make him mess up so he gets burned. Sounds good. I, I, I don't know, I'll yell something like, your wife left you for a dragon or something. I don't know. <laughs> and it's at disadvantage, correct? 
He basically he has disadvantage. Now. Oh, okay. It is seven, so he fails. Good burn. And he goes burn in that dragon fire. You see a look kind of go across its face and Martha. <laughs> and it takes. Oh. Why did you say that name? It only takes. <laughs> oh, no. Bombuth is now Batman. Bombuth. Oh, works so well. Oh my Bom god. Bombuth man. Bombuth man. Bombman. Bad news. It only takes three fire damage. Good news. Well, actually, no. There's still more bad news. This isn't good news. It has a bite attack at advantage because it is because Bombuth is currently grappled and uh, restricted. That's fair, but I'm going to give Bombuth my uh, advantage on his next ability check, attack, or saving throw. Okay. That's 25 hopefully, to him. Hopefully he'll get out of there. Bamuth is probably unconscious. Let's see how much damage it does. 12 piercing damage. Bamuth is unconscious. You, uh... uh I disagree. <laughs> uh, no, I don't accept that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 re I reject your reality and substitute my own. Wait, do you actually have something else for this? I really wish I did. Oh, okay. I was, I wasn't. Silvery bar. Frankly, bar was my last like good spell. Frankly, I wasn't sure. I was like, does he have something else in his back pocket that I'm unaware of? Oh no, my god. I, I've used all three of my spell slots. I, I'm down to only being able to use cantrips now, uh, which thank God it's just mockery is. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. We don't receive this energy for Bamuth, <laughs> so. Can I can I retroactively give Lorelai my advantage roll? <laughs> well, said, if I knew Bombus was gonna go out. Yeah, no, I trust me, I get it. The snake digs its jaws into Bahamut's face, and it's enough to just cause him to pass right out. Ellie, uh, uh, Bahamut's down. Um, what? Yeah, no, she's she's mad. She's going to take out her rapier and charge right into its face. Okay, where, where do you position yourself, though? It's kind of important. I forgot to technically move last time. I said I moved, and I forgot to move my tokens. But I figured I meant down, so that's why I didn't say anything. Okay. I thought you said you were still on the basket. No, I said I said when after I attacked it, I said I'm going to actually fly a little bit closer. I misunderstood that entirely. I apologize. Oh, okay. Or else I, or else I would have had you move. Okay, so where do you like position yourself? I said I just yourself? forgot to move my token there. Okay. Alright. And a 17 is going to hit, and a 6 is going to cause it to, uh, crumble. Yay! Hey, let's go! Ellie, you, uh, or, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm... Always second guessing myself now, uh, Ellie. You uh, you feel this surge of barbarian-like rage as you watch your friend go unconscious in the coils of this thing. You legend of Zelda this bastard. You fly down with your itty bitty little toothpick, do a plunging blow into the top of its noggin, causing the noodle to slump. Danger noodle is no longer dangerous. Yeah, it is. It is a pacified noodle. The snake and uh, Bamuth crumple to the ground. Sure, tell um, can I, sorry, can I, um, cause can I use my cunning action to just move to Bahamut to get myself that extra movement? Uh, does cunning action allow for movement? Yeah. Movement? Sorry, I'm not used to rogues, I guess. You can dash, disengage, or hide as a bonus action, so dash would just be double. Yeah, again? so you would, I'm, 
you don't have to spend the action because you're so close. Oh, okay. I, 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 I see that as being a little, a little mean-spirited. I understand what you're trying to do. And you're literally within a square of him, so you can flutter over to him, yes. Okay. Um, Sir Televar. Good show, Lady Fairy! Which, uh, what would you like me to do now? This fire is getting a little hot. Can you help me move him? Excellent! And he's going to get over. I'm really hoping he's stronger than he looks. Let's, let's find out. Airdrop me onto the other snake! Yeah, no, that's, um... You see him, like, attempt to lift him? Uh, like, lift, like, an arm? And he's just like, Oh! Heave! Lady! Lady Fairy, put your back into it! And, like, he can't even, I like, lift an arm. <laughs> I, I, I love this. Two, two fairies attempting to pick up a 400-pound <laughs> elephant. There's always a natural 20. It's, it's, uh, to go back to the Kong allegory, it's like the entire cast trying to lift up Kong by themselves. Alright. Ellie, it's your turn. <laughs> Did I do it again? Yeah, Ellie, Ellie, go again. Go ahead. Yeah. Lorelai. Um, okay, can I realistically, can I see Bamuth? Like, if, are the brambles, like, disintegrated enough? And uh, the snake is down on the ground, can I see him? The flames are good and high. Make a perception check at disadvantage. Plus 21. Yeah. All right. The flames break just long enough for you to see. You actually see Ellie, because I keep using Ellie. You see Ellie's, like, look of panic looking down, and it's clearly not towards the snake. So you get a sensation that something is wrong in that direction. Can, but can I see Bamut with the 21? With a 21... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I want to cast with bonus action healing word on him. Okay. That's fair. If I can see him. You can. He's exactly 60 feet from me. Okay. So, okay. So that's 1d4 plus. Okay. Oh, cool. A 4 plus 4, so 8. What is your healing word? Oh, what's the healing word? I'm assuming it would probably be something either in Sylvan or Elvish. Probably like live or something, but in in Elvish. Dying is for cowards! (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, I was expecting it to be good vibes. But she didn't didn't pick up good vibes until she joined this group. (laughs) Like, she didn't pick that up. Um, you, you, You feel your headache go away as you kind of come to and you see a worried uh, Ellie and a uh, purple dragon trying to lift you. Snake! Lorelai, it's still your turn. Okay, and I'm gonna try and bonk this guy again. Yeah. 15? 15 hits. Go ahead and roll that damage. Roll that beautiful bean footage! Damn it! (laughs) Seven. Nice. This strike causes uh, blood to kind of come pooling out of its noggin. Things are looking grim for it, probably. Okay. I'm um, uh, I guess, stay there, because I don't want an attack of opportunity. Yup. Chess! Chess is going to go for a twofer here. Trying to figure out how I want to phrase this. How do you want to phrase this? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Okay. Sorry. 
roll that beautiful bean footage. Uh, <laughs> that, that's all I say. I'm gonna like say I'm gonna like yell something like, "Listen here, you sad, no arm excuse for a failed evolutionary tract. That young girl in front of you, that wee elf that you're so tempted to eat, she's going to kick your ass." And I'm both going to vicious mockery him and give her bardic inspiration. Okay. It's a twofer. That's a 12 on its wisdom save. Fail, 13. It's minus four. Ah, nice. four. And it has disadvantage. Yep. And Lorelai, you have a D6 you can add to your next D20 roll, basically. Hell, if I could get away with it, I'd put hex on him too, but I can't do another bonus action. <laughs> uh, anything else, sir? One what? Chess moves his token next to Lorelei. All right. I want. I want to give it another target. Okay. Sounds good. Bamuth, you live. Bamuth's eyes like dart open, and he just goes, "Snake, snake, where's the snake?" And he's gonna get up from prone. Calm, calm down, Otacon. <laughs> oh man. No, and he, he's just gonna look for any moving green mass. Can you see the snake through the fire? Roll me a perception check at disadvantage because I did it for Lorelai. <laughs> Perception, that is going to be an 11. It's hard to see through the flame, but you do see, you see Chess lined up with something. Basically, if he like probably wakes up right around the time that I'm like marching towards the thing. So you see me just like gesticulating my like walking stick hit like something beyond your sight wildly yelling random profanities at it. In battle, Bamuth, I am a grumpy old man. Bamuth is going to take out one of his darts, which all this flavor as like a rock that he sharpens. It is going to chuck it in the general direction that he thinks the other He's snake crazy. is. Just lob a rock. I've got to get, like, some nature's ally or something as a spell just so I can pull off this scene. <laughs> which, which scene? Look, the gif that Derek just put. The gif in Discord where it's from oh, The Cat Returns. Uh, where he does, like, a little twirl and lands on the back of a raven and takes him away. <laughs> <laughs> I, ver I very much need to get summon nature's ally or something and just summon giant raven and do this. Okay. Yes. Or just if I get the... Get the the beast shape and can become a giant raven. <laughs> yes! Lorelai and Chess team up. So Lorelai and what, Chess, what, what should I roll for my for my rock throw? It's an improv weapon, right? Uh, no, this is this is an actual dart. Oh, okay. That then I, just roll I'm flavoring a, as a rock. Roll a dart at disadvantage. Okay. I don't think that will hit. If it wasn't at disadvantage, it would have hit, but uh, that's a nine. Nine will miss. All right, that is all that Bamuth can do. Okay. It is the Sneaky Snake's turn. Chad, you wanted to give it a second target. Chad, I will let you pick. Heads or tails? Uh, I will choose heads. Whatever it lands on is what it will attack. Okay. So I am heads. Uh, yes. But it landed okay, on tails. Group, no clear. <laughs> no! <laughs> this is the exact opposite of what I wanted. Why is nobody having fun? I specifically requested <laughs> Uh Okay, it's going to go for a bite against Lorelei. At disadvantage. That is a 19. <laughs> oh my god. Jesus. Was, was the other one a natural 20 or some shit? What the fuck? It was a, it was a 21. You take 13 piercing. Yeah. Up. Down. Oh. Night night. Bonk. Jesse watches your friend goes down. Okay, I really wanted to get back to my turn. I really wanted to get back to my turn. <laughs> Because I have things, and I really wanted to get back to my turn. <laughs> but I'm supposed to kick its ass! 
<laughs> you said so. <laughs> now you're lying to the snakes, Chad. Also, you just you just robbed me of a bardic inspiration that I gave out, you bastard. I know, I wanted I to not, use it too. <laughs> I am not happy about any of this. Then I asked that we do retcon that my healing word is like healing vibes in Elvish. I'm cool with that. That's what I say. I'm cool with it. <laughs> Ellie, your friend is up and kicking and the fire is spreading pretty big. Actually, I didn't do that last round, but we'll say it's we'll say it's staying there for now. And Lorelai's down? Lorelai's down. But she's pretty far away. I'm not sure you Yeah, can. I don't know if I can see her. <laughs> can I see over the fire? Like, can I yes. see this thing? Yes. You, can, you okay. can fly over the fire and probably catch sight. Okay. Sir Televor, there's one more! And I'm going to uh, fly up, I guess, and to more advantage spot and then shoot at it with my bow if I'm able to do that. I know okay. I attacked with my sword last time, so I'm not sure what your rules are for that. No, like, if you've got it, go for it. That's a natural one. Yep. I shoot chess and he goes down. <laughs> oh. Okay, so here's the truth. I actually do do that rule for another game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I don't think we want to start implementing that rule during combat right this second. But if that's something we do want to do, I can implement that later. But we we won't for right now. Okay. You are just. Okay, we did. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I was gonna say we did do that, and then in our other game, that and you hit Celine. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Well, that yeah. was the uh, that was because of the critical fumble deck, though. Yeah. That was just like one <laughs> Oh yeah. It wasn't just like I I don't just have that rule lying around. I use the critical fumble decks. And with that, it'll be sir. Uh, anything else? Um. I guess, well, no, I said I moved, so I don't know how you want me to move since I'm moving up. If you're moving directly up, you can keep it there if you like. Okay, I'll keep it there then. How far up do you move? Um, like 20 feet. We'll call, then 20 feet is, just remember that's where you're at. Alright, so it's Sir Televar's turn, he, he's near ground level. He's actually gonna dash and land about here. A couple of feet behind Chess. That's just going to be his turn then. Lorelai, I need you to make me a death saving throw. Oh boy. 19. That's a success. Chess. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing some stuff. It's going to be fairly flavorful. So forgive me a little bit of Shelly call it stage play. So I see Lorelai go down. The world sort of stops for him for a second because Bamuth has gone down and Lorelai has gone down and and his friends are starting to go down and he's not happy. And so he just sort of yell like he he sort of starts mumbling to himself. <laughs> starts basically using a whole bunch of old timey insult words like fiend scoundrel and then you see his the hair on his like basically the, his fur stands up straight like a cat does when it's angry and his eyes start to glow he smiles and this very much appears all over his suit as he smiles so a smile um, that rends from ear to ear and like kind of spirals downward in teeth yes okay. and his whole suit kind of like turns into this weird like extension of his body as like his smile kind of just like spirals all over it and you know that music 
yeah, that starts pounding in my ears as I rip my rapier out of my walking stick. And from the mouth that is now all over my suit, black smoke starts to pour out. The snake is hexed now, which means that every time I deal damage to it, I get to do an extra 1d6 necrotic damage as well. Okay. I will choose, relying on being strong, I will choose strength. And every, every check made with that ability... He has disadvantage on. So every strength check, he, he has disadvantage on now. And then I shall stab at him. Stab at thee from hell's heart. And I will be doing so with advantage because I have an inspiration point I haven't used up yet. Okay. So I will use that now and hope that this doesn't all get fucked up. Well, with the 22, yeah. Oh, not a natural 22, though. Go ahead and roll damage. And your additional 1d6. That's four plus five. That is an eight. Out of six? So, 1d6 no, necrotic? Uh, my, my base damage. Oh. I think I set up my base damage correctly. Okay, so that was... So I rolled an eight on my d8 plus three, so that's 11, and then two additional necrotic damage. For a total of... 13. How do you want to do this? 13? Oh, um, nice. Yeah, fuck this snake. You fuck this city. Basically, like, as I start producing this black smoke, as I go Super Saiyan, I want it to, I, I want to Harry Potter this. I want it to try and bite at me, and I shove my sword up through its mouth into its brain, and its head, because it's necrotic damage, its its head just kind of starts deteriorating. You do just that. The snake winds up sick of whatever it is you're calling it. All the insults it suffered by your hand today, and it it's hungry. It wants dinner. You're going to be its dinner, and it spins and coils and strikes, and you're still muttering, and all of your mouths are muttering at the same time, spewing out the black smoke, and you don't even look at it from beneath the brim of your hat. You just stick your paw out with the sword, and the snake does the rest, the silvery tip kind of giving it an inverse unicorn look as blood spatters from the top of its dome. It goes limp on your blade, almost to, like, snap you out of you kind of like w wake up with the weight of the snake on your on your wrist. Yeah, I'm not a very strong man. I imagine I kind of collapse under that weight, and that's what wakes me up. Like trying to hold it up is what like snaps me out of it. Exactly. That, my friends, was snake combat. After the combat, after everything seems to go quiet, Bamuth is just gonna take his quarterstaff and just to make sure that the snake that wrapped around him is dead is just gonna cave its skull in with his quarterstaff. Ellie, kind of distraught, flies into Bamuth and is like, don't do that again! Don't worry. Next time, I don't plan on dying. I hope. Speaking of dying, Ellie. Or Lorelai. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> Yeah, blood coming out of yeah, my mouth. Exactly, make, out of my wounds. Make me another uh, death save. <laughs> oh no, that's a three. That's a fail. As I come to my senses and I can hear the others trying to comfort each other, I am going to yell from beneath the snake's head that's still holding me down. Somebody help Lorelai. Um, I I am not a healer. That is not a thing I can do. <laughs> I'm hoping one of the other guys has a potion or something. <laughs> Has the fire started to die down at all, or is it still going pretty strong? Uh, the, it's still actually going pretty strong. It'll actually be, uh, appropriately enough, Sir Telebar, who's closest, is going to make a medicine check, which, I correct me if I'm wrong, that's wisdom, correct? Uh, let me check. Yes, yes it is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's, it, 
it's nothing more than uh, just a just a moment and he begins to like suture using his rapier as kind of like a sewing needle is able to kind of put Lorelei back together more or less you no longer need to make death saves which you are at uh, zero hit points at the moment I'm just taking a nap pretty much at this point since the fire's still going, Bamuth, I'm assuming kind of hearing the situation be resolved over there. Mm. We're, we're, we're still, like, ankle high in swamp water, right? That's what's kind of keeping it from spreading even further and faster. Bamuth is going to start, like, sucking the water up into his trunk and, like, hosing down the fire. Sure. In a matter of moments, you're able to put it out. Oh. Um. That maybe was not a smart idea, but I suppose it helped a little bit. Hopefully didn't throw off the vibes too much. Distracted it from me. And that is a good thing. Uh, the fire starts going down, uh, and I can start seeing the others. I am going to look at Bamuth and be like, My good chap, would you mind helping get this snake off of me? Oh, yeah. And Bamuth, like, picks up the snake and just <laughs> hoists it off of chess. So, as of right now, the only person that saw me go into, like, rage mode was the fairy dragon, huh? Sir Televar, yeah. Yeah. Neat. Well, I was up, but I don't think I was paying attention. So I think, well, Derek, you could have her roll a perception check for that, but with the flames were separating us, so I don't know how you want to do that. Um, Ellie, you're not sure what you saw. Much like the difference between, like, you, you know when you look out at, uh, at a hot road... You see, like, the heat actually, like, generating off and, like, kind of distorting an image. That's yeah. kind of what you saw with chess. You're not entirely sure what you saw because of the amount of heat and how hot things were getting. And just the overall strange nature of where you currently stand or float or fly or whatever. You're not, you're not 100% in what you saw. You're not 100% sure what okay. it was you saw. I am going to rush to Lorelei, though. Does anyone have proficiency with a healer's kit? Or herb an herbalism kit? Do not. No. Okay. I don't um, think so. I could try. I do have jack-of-all-trades. So yeah, at the so very if least... Yeah, if you're proficient with it, then you could make an antitoxin or a healing potion with it. Because I have one on me. But I am... Taking a nap. <laughs> I don't have any healing potions. I couldn't afford one. I don't think I do either. I will look real quick, though. Um, is it possible for me to use that to make yeah, just, like, a mound of grass under her so she's not in the water? In fact, what you do is uh, you, you, you pop Druidcraft. What's weird is that the Druidcraft, which, one, I didn't realize... You would it's a fairy thing. I, yeah. <laughs> you know, you you actually summon more bramble, but all the uh, all the sharp pointy bits are down, so it kind of makes like a bed that lifts her up uh, up and off the ground, and like the bed are kind of like this cool like goth spiky looking bed thing. I imagine the brambles also look kind of sad and extra gothy because oh yeah she's down and her vibes are off. <laughs> So, everything's kind of wilty around her. <laughs> Once Sir Televar does his thing, I was going to ask him if maybe there's something up in the basket that might help. Like on his pilot or something. Allow me just to see if uh, my good friend had anything 
and he was able to leave us. A moment. And he fly. He just... Poof. Ellie, he's... Er, yeah, Ellie, he is fast. I wish I was fast like that. <laughs> Do you think that she's gonna be okay? Can I see that she's not dying anymore? Like, she's fine? Yeah, she is... Yeah, she's stable. She's not, like... She's not still actively bleeding out. There's not a lot of blood anymore. I think she's okay. It's just... We have no way to wake her up. That's good. She's just taking a long nap right now. Mammal kind of takes a seat, also exhausted. May I suggest we take at least a short rest out here in the uh, the muck? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'd be down. If we can all agree to it, I'm going to play, or actually, I would sing the Song of Rest, which is something I have. Okay. Do you mind if I play my violin with you? That's fine. It doesn't do anything except for ambiance. My character sings sea shanties, so you guys are getting sea shanties right now. That's what I do. Beginning at second level, you can use soothing music or oration to help revitalize your wounded allies during a short rest. If you or any friendly creatures who can hear you perform or performance regain hit points at the end of the short rest by spending one or more hit dice, each of those creatures regains an additional 1d6 hit points. Can I, I am back to full. Well, real quick, before, so that way uh, Caitlin can get the benefits. Sir Televar comes down, again, like in a flash, almost. Uh, it's not everything we have, but I think it should be uh, sufficient. Willywog's uh, final token of appreciation. And he holds up a very large bottle, like this, uh, what but is, for him, very large. For you guys, it's a pretty normal-sized bottle. And he begins to pour the contents down uh, Lorelai's throat. Uh, Lorelai, you were back up for three. <clears throat> you remember? Are you all right? You know, unconscious is not the vibes. Especially by snake bite. I wouldn't recommend it. Having experienced that, I agree. Very much. Ellie's also gonna tackle hug her as well. <laughs> okay. Are they, are everybody, everyone good? Snake's gone? Everyone's good? Yeah. Snake, snakes are gone, yes. For for now. You see, what happened was, and then Ellie's gonna go into a talking about exactly what happened that she saw. Including the thing with Chess? I'm trying to think of how I'd word it. I guess when we got to that point. And then, and then Chess did this really weird thing, he got all ripply and, and all this stuff, and then he stuck his hand up and the snake just went boop! Right onto it. I died. Wow. <laughs> That's sick. I'm just, Thanks, uh, Jess. Jess is just going to like shrug and be like, I got lucky. He, you know, he stabbed himself on my sword. Didn't really do much. Oh, okay. He stabbed himself. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I ignore any evidence of the contrary. Okay. But she's going to like give like a, a like crooked smile at him. Like, I'm I would say sure. like, like... Anybody that actually looks at the snake head is going to probably realize that, like, its flesh is decaying way quicker than it should, so... <laughs> this tower, is there any way into, like, this tower have a door? It does. I noticed that there's a door and a window. It does. Or two windows, really. So our, our healing, we're still doing the healing word, so it's add a, what, add a d6 to it? And we use a hit dice? Is that what it is? I believe so. When we're doing, when we do a short rest, however many hit dice, you can add 1d6 to it. Okay. I'm just worried that 
with this fire right outside, it might, you know, maybe alert whatever, whoever might be inside the tower. Oh, I, I, I put out the fire. Yeah, the fire. I know, but, but, you know what I mean? Like, it, it would be hard to miss. <laughs> that is fight. true. Bamuth kind of realizing that Televar is now here, he kind of, his eyes open up wide, he's like, Oh, wait, uh, sir, Televar, do you know what, um, a, uh, um, um, the, 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 the unicorn pegasus, um, alicorn, that. Um, I'm afraid this is a new term for me, I'm sorry. We were told to find an alicorn in order to free Zelvina. Zelvina? You seek to help her as well? Balmuth nods. Yeah, how far away is Summer Queen? Prismere. Well, my dear, you're in Prismere. What you're looking for, I assume, is the Palace of Heart's Desire. Yeah, how far away is that? You kind of see him, like, try and formulate an answer. He's... (sighs) I'm afraid I'm not quite sure. I haven't been able to visit the palace in quite some time. Every time I attempt to inform her of the Summer Queen, I've been drastically unsuccessful. And then, of course, there's this nonsense with Belenerva. So, do you know what's in the slanty tower, then? Fortunately, I have some idea. It is an empty tower, but I've just been trapped in it. Uh, on it. For quite some time. Maybe we Perhaps can there's... hide in there? Perhaps there is something inside, too, that can... Help us find Zelbina. Oh, I'd like that very much. Do you mind staying with us for a bit? Not at all. Because we could really use your speed. And your expertise on, I assume, the Feywilds. We just come from the circus, so... You see you see him kind of, like, furrow his brow at circus, like... What? He kind of, he goes on to explain that he, he's able to stay for, for a short time to make sure that everybody's up and healthy. But once that time has passed, he does have to report back to his, uh, to his queen. So he's not going to be able to stay for the entire, like your entire journey, but he is able to stick around for a short time. Who is your queen? What a good looking question. Yep. Uh, she is the summer queen. She's one of the high court of the Feywilds. Hmm. And this, uh, Albina you were looking for. If the Feywild was ruled by a kingdom, it would be the Summer Court. But Zelbina is almost like a separate city of sorts. Does, does that make sense? She has her own rules and way of doing things. Well, well, of course she does. She's the Queen of Cupcakes. I mean, but obviously. She's the Queen of what? Cupcakes. Do you not know what a cupcake is? I know what a cupcake is. I just, I can't believe that's what she's known for. And think... midwifery. <laughs> What's a midwif? A you midwife? Know. Deliver babies. Oh. Obviously. Is it? Babies and cupcakes. Those are her things. I figured it was... Also, also, she makes hex-blooded creatures. But I imagine a few people probably do that. Uh, yes, quite. By the way, why is your friend the devil? He asked to everybody but chess. What? What? <laughs> I am... Um... Confusion. 
I am also confusion as to why this gentleman here uh, burst into many, many mouths when- Is that what happened? You can do that? He can do that? You didn't know? We that haven't known each other very long. So many more pies at the same time. Lorelai's just gonna look at him wide-eyed and like, bring out a book and start writing. <laughs> it's actually about that time. So we'll go ahead and call it here. If you guys want to take a short rest, you can, but this would be a good opportunity for a long rest. Fair enough. Is it possible for us to go into the tower first, or should we I'm assuming that? you guys were in the tower already. Okay, okay yeah, yeah, I was going to go and look in the window and see if it is, like, empty and then go inside. I just don't want to be out in the open. Yeah, it, there's, n like, to, to satiate your curiosity, one, the book gives it no interior, so I'm calling it empty. Two, it's basically a series of knocked-over desks, cluttered, dusty uh, shelves, broken glass in some areas, but it's very easily avoidable. It was probably something important at some point. It no longer is. I'm going to go ahead and use the druid craft over and over to basically do a puff of wind to get rid of the dust. Sure. Like put it out the window or out the door. All right. Anybody else want to make this place a little bit more homey? Um, I'll just help her tidy it up. And while we do that, also ask Sir Televar, does shards of stained glass, like, floating around, mean anything to you? An like arts, and, shards. an arts and crafts student got a little too feisty? Cool, cool, cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I feel I've disappointed you. I'm gonna go up to Bamuth and, like, sit on his shoulder, and I'm gonna whisper in his ear, are they acting kind of weird? And I'll kind of discreetly point at Chess and Lorelei. They're, they're, like, asking weird questions and multiple mouths. This is all very strange to me, too. I have no idea. Balmuth just kind of shrugs and sits on one of the desks, unsure if it will actually hold his weight, but, you know, he's going to test fate. <laughs> it creaks, but it holds. Good. Good, good. <laughs> of a dwarven make. <laughs> I'm also, I'm also going to ask him, have you ever met another fairy dragon named Reyna? And I'm going to show him a picture I drew of her. Um, Does she look familiar? I'm sorry, I'm going to ask, who is Reyna to you? The My fairy dragon. Okay. Spirit guide person. Okay. He kind of gives it a, he gives it a brief look, and the first thing you notice is that its look is drastically different from that of Sir Televar. Mm -hmm. Where Sir Televar is like a dark purple look. This is kind of like, it's almost prismatic in the, in the drawing you've made of it. And he goes to explain that that's, this is a, this is a fairy dragon you've met in the past. Well, I've known her since I was a kid. And what did she do for you exactly? Lorelai's <laughs> getting kind of nervous. Um, I mean, I, she's my friend. And then she, she, I think, maybe brought me here as a kid. And she sometimes visits me in my dreams, you know, when we talk. But... I, I know that she's supposed to be more, like, physically here than in my other plane. But 
My this dear, is fine. She's cool. I, my dear, I don't know how to tell you this. That's no fairy dragon. <laughs> what are you talking about? Look at the wings. Yes, I, I'm, I'm aware. And you're after, of course you are. You're after mm -hmm. the hourglass coven. Mm-hmm. You were being, must have been brought here to be one of them. Because that isn't a fairy dragon. That's a very crude spell of Bellinova Brightstraw. We're going to go ahead and call it there for sure. No. Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> We're all like sitting here waiting on oh, a maiden breath. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> but wait, I'm supposed to have nope. a fairy guide. Nope. As Phelos. <laughs> I don't get one. <laughs> you, I mean, technically you do. Just say Yeah, but now it's evil, which means I'm not gonna have her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the DM smiles, it's too late. Ah, that I'm is incredible. So sad. <laughs> so sad. This was the Vibe Check, a Fey Wild Adventure. The story was voiced by Chad as Chess, Ian as Bamuth, Christy as Ellie, Caitlin, as Lorelai, and I am your dungeon master, Derek. If you can, please support the cast. Caitlin is a singer in the band Siren Valley. Siren Valley can be listened to on all major streaming platforms. That's S-I-R-E-N-V-A-L-L-E-Y. Most of, if not all of the art is provided by Ian. You can find Ian at Steamed Iguana, all one word, on YouTube and Instagram. That's S-T-E-A-M-E-D-I-G-U-A-N-A. -E the music brought to you in part by Sirenscape. Visit Sirenscape.com for a staggering collection of module-specific soundscapes, moods, and sound effects. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E.com and monumentstudios.net for thousands of copyright-free, high-quality tracks to fit your fantasy, horror, cinematic moods, as well as Foley Sounds, Magic Sounds, and much, much more. That's M-O-N-U-M-E-N-T-S-T-U-D-I-O-S dot net. These are not paid endorsements in any way, we just really love what they do. The Wild Beyond the Witchlight, a Fae Wild Adventure, was written for Wizards of the Coast and is owned by Hasbro Incorporated. All rights reserved. Please support the official game. You will not regret it.